Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Whoa, hey, babe. Hey, Brayden. Hey, Brayden. Hey, Belinda. How hey. are How are you today? Good. Well, that's great to hear. How are you today? <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty good. It's early morning. By early morning, we mean nine o'clock in the morning, so it's mid-morning. And we are that... Boy and lass who eat paranormal ass. <laughs> oh no, 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 no. <laughs> uh, we are the guy and lass who um didn't listen in class. <laughs> <laughs> well, that makes sense. Anyway, <laughs> that'll do. Um. That's nasty, babe. I'm sorry, I just that can't help it. just... You know, this morning, I just thought to myself, you know what day it is? The 14th of April. You know what day <laughs> the 14th of April is? The I don't give a fuck day, honestly. Well, I didn't know that. It is. I've been living like that every day. Well, <laughs> well welcome to the what? new generation of me not giving a fuck. I never give a fuck. Wow. Well, I give many fucks. Usually, I have many fucks to give. But today I've run out of them. Is it because of me? No. Are you sure? Yeah, hold on. Cracking. Cracking Pepsi. I feel like you try so hard to give a fuck about me and my issues. And now you're just like, I can't fucking do this anymore. <laughs> I don't think that's what it is. You know it is. I'm just saying that I try hard to give a fuck about many things. But today's just not the day. Today's just not the day. You know, we all have those days where we just don't want to give any fucks. We just have run out of fucks to give. Yeah. What's that song? It's like, I, I have no more fucks to give. I've oh. fucked them all away. <laughs> you know that? <laughs> yeah. That classic? That's a good one. That is a good one. Look that up somehow if you can. The no more fucks to give song. <laughs> Anyways, we've been spending two minutes talking about how I don't have any fucks to give. What's up with you, babe? Not much. Happy quarantine. Happy quarantine. Easter's passed fucking finally. I didn't even feel like there was an Easter. For no, the... like I said, for the last, like, two months, Easter's fucking cancelled, mate. I think every day, every day, every Easter since I was a wee bab, I've done a... Easter egg hunt with my family. Hey, Us. don't even say that. Don't even be like, that's so childish. Yeah, well, guess what? It's a fucking tradition in my family. Even my fucking 90-year-old grandma does one. It's grandma 90? 
91. 91-year-old grandma does an Easter egg hunt, so... She's your grandma and you're asking me how old she is. Yeah, well... I don't even know how old my nans are. <laughs> you know how old my nan is, though. Yeah, because she says it to me. I'm 91, you know, and yep. I'm ready to go anytime. Yeah, oh, I've gosh. told the Lord, <laughs> blessed, I'm ready to go. Take oh, me away. Oh, Chapo. <laughs> yep. I love um, grandma, though. What are we talking about again? She's a lot of my life. Oh, yeah, well, she's lovely. And she does these drink hunts. Yeah, she does. So if she can do one, I can do one. That's my that's my theory. I um I've actually never been in one of your family Easter egg hunts. They Did get you know chaotic. That? After people have started growing up, the clues have become just obscure and like there requires some extreme level of problem solving to be able to even find one. Or an extreme feat of strength. For example, maybe the egg will be tied at the top of a light pole outside. Or maybe it'll be tied in a Ziploc bag on the bottom of the pool. Or in the toilet. In the toilet. That was one of mine. That's one I uh, hid. Yeah. (laughs) Only Brayden. (laughs) I I low-key don't want to be involved in one. I know that sounds terrible and you have family members that listen to the podcast. Um, I love you guys and it's nothing against you. But I haven't done an Easter egg hunt since I was probably 11. Really? And I just personally, it's not fun. I never <laughs> got the eggs before. I'm never going to figure out y'all's clues. I, you know, next year, if there isn't a crisis and we're all in Australia, I'll join. <laughs> but I want to be on a team. Team out. Egg hunts. Well, to be fair, the youngest two of the family, soon to not be youngest two, which is exciting, I but know. the youngest two currently of the family um, usually run around and assist you because they got pretty good ideas. I don't want anyone helping me, but... Okay, so you want a team, <laughs> but you don't want to help. No, I want to be on a team, but I don't need other people's input because I'm stubborn as fuck, even though they're just children. So I love them. I absolutely do, but... I don't think those two sentences go together. <laughs> but like, <laughs> I want to be on a team, but I don't want anyone else's fucking opinions. <laughs> no, I mean like be on a team with you. Ah, okay. So you don't want my opinion? Uh, only your opinion. Ah, okay. Well, I'll accept that. <laughs> I was about to say, this sounds like you're a tyrant. <laughs> I'm sure this is how like dictatorship started. <laughs> I want to be on a team, but. I'm in charge and no one else gets to say. <laughs> Me and oh, hi. projects. Kim Jong-un. Hi, guys. This is my idea and we're going to do it my way. Mm-hmm. But feel free to put have an input. You just It's not going to go anywhere. Yeah. No, And you may be I put mean. to the gallows if just, it's shit enough. I feel like I have such high anxiety that things like that really <laughs> set it off. Yeah, fair enough. Anyway, we didn't do Easter egg hunts this year because no one could leave their fucking house. So. Exactly. So we did a group family call. Yay. That was interesting. <laughs> it was tough. Very tough. Barely understanding. I, could, I couldn't understand a word. Anyways, I hope all of your holidays were good. Yeah. I hope you're enjoying quarantine, working at home. and Yeah. It's not as bad as you're all making it out to be, for fuck's sake, though. <laughs> So long as you're earning money. 
If you're not earning money, then, then I'm really absolutely, sorry. I feel terrible for you. But if you're at home, you're working, you're earning money, you're living the good life, you got that Uber Eats, there's Jimmy Brings, you can get your alcohol delivered, you don't need to go to the bottle o. You find you you pay all this money to live in a house and yet you don't appreciate being in it. <laughs> and now it's time to appreciate. Appreciate. Anyways. Don't hate. What are you talking about today, Belinda? I'm talking about a sultan, or was he? Guess what I'm talking about. A sultan. Also or something to do with sultans, actually. Oh no. Actually. Oh no, yours is different from mine. Yeah, it is. I just had a brief panic moment <laughs> oh shit because i've i know the one that i i've read it many a times and i'm like many oh, a time. i don't feel like doing that one this time i don't feel like doing that one yeah and now i've gone i'll do it i'll do it screw it i'll do it that's the words <laughs> that's the word to use uh let me just find one in the meantime, though, with all this quarantine, I've done a bit more sorting of our stuff. Like, a lot of our stuff is still in boxes because it's, um like, kitchen appliances and just stuff that we cannot use. So, I've used my time wisely and I've, like, put things away hmm. in the boxes in cupboards. Cool. Very neat and tidy. Hmm. I like it. Yeah. If your house isn't clean by the end of quarantine, if your yards are not mown and trimmed and weeds have not been pulled, then you've been doing it wrong. That, If anyone can hear in the background, that's the next door neighbor's dog leaping, trying to leap over top of our fence. I don't know why he's doing it. No one's outside. Give me attention. Well, because the fucking owners don't. Uh, <laughs> anyways, so today I've got a bit of a short one for you. Too. Okay, this will be a quick app. So, in Hyderabad, India, there is a location that holds the Guinness World Record for the largest film studio complex in the world. Wee. Yeah, spread across 1,666 acres, the Ramoji Film City is a sprawling location for Bollywood films. For Bollywood. <laughs> Fuck off! For Bollywood films. Please leave that in. It's not funny, but it's funny. (laughs) And has been utilised to film over 2,500 hit Bollywood films. Have you ever watched a Bollywood film? Uh, No, I've seen the memes about them. I've also seen the memes about them. I've watched like extended clips on YouTube. I've never watched a full one, though. Uh, I I don't know if I could get into it. They're so dramatic. Like, the special effects are so overdone. Yeah. Like, people running on walls and shit, like, for, like, kilometres and stuff. They, like, replay the same scene over with just a different effect Mm. every time. I was watching some breakdown... Exactly. I was watching some breakdown of a movie, a Bollywood movie, that was essentially a fly that was a hero that was trying to save a girl. Wow. And the villain's, like, shooting at the fly... And the flies like dodging the bullets and like because it's a fucking fly and it has super intelligence somehow. I don't know the premise of the movie, but it was very interesting to see. Um, one movie that's actually been shot on location at the Remoji Film City is a movie you can view on YouTube because it's been put up on YouTube, and it's called Krish Three. That's Krish with two R's. So, as you can probably imagine, since I'm talking about it, 
It must be haunted, right? <laughs> <laughs> no, I just thought you were giving us a good yeah, uh, Bollywood <laughs> lesson. Yeah, yeah, and then I'll go on to the actual story. Uh, yeah, Remoji Film City is actually apparently haunted. But Ooh. Remoji Film City also seems to be renowned for silencing anyone who spreads rumours about the hauntings that occur. A yeah, good job, Brayden. Probably because they have fears that it will affect business. So if Belinda and I suddenly go missing and you don't hear for us for a while, or if this episode gets mysteriously taken down, Remoji. It's them. Blame Remoji, that's for sure. So yeah, I'm going to go where no haunting podcast has, go- has gone before, or has gone and then been taken down. <laughs> <laughs> and discuss that which cannot be discussed. So, Remoji Film City was built in Hyderabad in 1996, and it was made to mirror and one-up some of the other movie studios that were built overseas, i.e. Universal Studios, uh, Warner Brothers Movie World. That's a, not a very good one, but, but eh? films do get made films in Warner Brothers. Films do get made there. Ca- Pirates of the Caribbean, Thor. Yep. Etc. Etc. Yeah. And yeah, it successfully did that as it became the largest one in the entire world. And it receives currently millions and millions of tourists that flock to the park each year. Uh, They go there to explore the amusement park, the film studios, the gardens, eat at the cafes and restaurants, or stay in the hotels. People notably come here as well in an attempt to rub elbows with the rich and famous who could be on the premise when they are there. Yeah, it was built by the famous film producer, Ramoji Rao, I believe his name is pronounced, but uh, the land that they built it on was home to many battles of the Nizam Sultans. There's the Sultans there. Yeah. Uh, who, were le- who were the leaders of the state of Hyderabad in the previous time before uh, the modern sort of government took over. Yeah, now we'll give a big props to Ramoji. Rao, however, as the park covers the ground of, uh, like, jungles and all sorts of lush environment, and he ensured that not one single tree was knocked down in the creation of the park. Well, that's lovely. That's actually pretty good. That's actually nice. Quite respectable, I say. Yeah. So, yeah, since... This is just knocked down full-on forests. I know, just just get rid of them. Just a cabin, you know? 1,666 acres of... Film studio, not one tree. Apparently. I feel like that's not correct. Like, that's a bit of a stretch. Maybe the ones that had root rot or something. Yeah, maybe. (laughs) Yeah. So, yeah, since the film city is built over the grounds of many bloody battles, it's not really too hard to guess what kind of spirits would be haunting the film city, right? Clowns. Clowns. (laughs) You're dead right, yeah. No, no, no. War veterans? Yeah, the spirits of the warriors who died in the battle. They're said to be the main paranormal force. Ooh. Yeah. So some of the occurrences that are regularly encountered uh, occur to and are reported by many of the cast and crew members of the big Bollywood movies that are being filmed on the location. Uh, crew members often hear footsteps marching in orderly fashion, only to discover that there is no one behind them or around the corner where which they were heard. Another common occurrence for people staying in the hotels at the film city is shadowy figures standing in the corners of their rooms at night I don't like who that. then disappear when the light is cast upon them. Well, 
I mean, they at least... can't be a shadow if they've got light on them. Very true. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's, that's so creepy. But I don't like shadowy figures. I don't like that either. Uh, one of the more dangerous occurrences is one that happens during filming, and is that stage lights have a tendency to unexpectedly fall down from the ceiling nearby to actors and actresses. Jesus. And there was even one instance where a prop chandelier came loose on set and crashed down, nearly killing actors and actresses oh on the set as well. Yeah. Uh, it's also very common for people working the lighting in the ceiling to suddenly and inexplicably lose their balance and fall from the rigging and stuff and drop to the ground where they either get seriously injured or... I mean, you don't know what else happens over there. Someone could die and just cover it up. Just bury them, in the ro- bury them in Remoji yeah. Park. That's insane, but... Yeah, horrifyingly enough, for some of the female stars of the body- Bollywood films particularly, apparently some of the ghosts of the warriors are particularly fond of assaulting and sexually assaulting female stars. God. Yeah, as some of the dancers and actresses have had their dressing rooms trashed, uh, the ladies have had their outfits ripped and torn to shreds, not only while they're hanging in their dressing room, but while they're wearing them. Oh my god, I was going to say, while they're wearing them, or just like, oh, they've walked into the room and it's... Torn. Shredded. It looks like it's been... I was going to say, how was that sexual assault? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Now, when you're wearing it, you just go... Shh. And then your butt's, your butt flap's gone. Because everyone has a butt flap. I do. Don't you? You, you wear those uh, overalls with a little oh, button-up yeah, yeah. flap on the back? That'd be pretty handy. But yeah. what happens if you need to pee out the front? Oh, my God. I sit down anyway. I don't, yeah, you're right. I don't need to pee from the front. Like, if I just pull the back down, it all sits down. Mm. I'm sure if I, like, squatted down and then, like, tried to pull that flap around to the front, I could probably get it around the front. So weird. Anyways, uh, another weird occurrence is that people who have stayed in their rooms often wake up or during, like, showers or times where they could, like, see some writing, like, occurring when someone runs their finger along, like, a mirror or along glass. They see Urdu script beginning to write, Mm. which is the script that the Nazim sultans used to use. Oh, okay. Yeah, so they see the scripts out writing. I don't know whether they... I feel like... Uh, I think I've read that Urdu isn't that uncommon to know. Yeah. It could be, though. But I'm just, like, wondering what the hell they're writing on the window. Yeah. If they're, yeah, like, fond of sexual... So yeah, if they're fond of sexual assault, they'd be like, Damn, girl. Damn, Tika. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that's what the Nazim <laughs> Sultan <laughs> say. No, no. Yeah, Anyways. They've got the internet. <laughs> They do? <laughs> <laughs> do they? I think these guys were in like I don't know, like seventeen hundreds to like if they can write 1800s. on a mirror, they can yeah. access the internet. <laughs> sure. <laughs> They're ghosts. They have you know, they can they have powers. They can jack into the web. They can jack into the web. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, that's my super quick one. And like I said, the fucking amount of information I could find on that was, like, so yeah. limited. But people are like, this is one of the most haunted spots in the entire of India. And then it's like, oh, how much information is there? One page. Legit, about a paragraph. 
but I also found on Quora, I think it's called, where like people ask questions yeah. and then other people answer. Like um, particularly in India, I think that's quite a big one because whenever I've done an Indian episode uh, on Bangar Fort, yeah, yeah, there was most of my information came from Quora, yeah, and people like recounting it there. I feel like with um, Indian hauntings, it's very like taboo or something like mm. to have a place haunted because yeah, yeah like you said it's like loss of money or yeah exactly but it's like the absolute opposite for our world we're like fucking haunted oh hell yeah i'll pay like six hundred dollars just to step one foot in there <laughs> yeah <laughs> um what's i gonna say yeah i wonder if they have like different web browsers and stuff that they use particularly there because you know in china you know you you can't access Google or anything like that. Mm. So maybe they have like a whole subsect of the web where they have to use. Should we like, do you, honey, do you access it by dark web? Or? <laughs> oh my God, Belinda and I tried to go on the dark web oh once. Oh my God, Brayden chickened out like a little piece of shit. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> hey, excuse me. I'm sorry, that was really mean. But... This, what were we even looking at? Was it no. uh, was it buying a wife? Oh, I don't know. It was something. It was none of the links were working that we were trying to click on. It was taking forever to load, and Brady's like, "No, no, 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 no." I'm I'm done. They're I'm tracing done. us. No, they're tracing us. No, we had a special browser. Anyway, I think that might be illegal. <laughs> we're going on, we're not on a wife buyer site. <laughs> human that trafficking is illegal. Yeah, human trafficking. But yeah. we didn't actually go on it no, because no, no, it didn't we, load. Yeah, and we didn't Anyways, buy a I'm wife. I'm cutting all this out. I'm no, 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 leave it in. We definitely didn't buy a wife. Belinda no. is not my mail order bride. Or am I? <laughs> For the last three I mean, years. we're living below your parents' house, so <laughs> if anything, but I'm your mail order deal. husband. It's a package deal. <laughs> oh, <right. laughs> Mum makes us food. There we go. There we go. You get shipped with the family and everything. Yep. Half time break. We don't have any new reviews, but oh, if yeah. you want to leave us a review, you can. And we will read it out on the show. If you also want to support us on Patreon, we will give you a shout out on the show as well. Uh, you can go over there and support us for only $1, and the tiers reach up to $10. And that is a monthly sort of assistance fee to. Yeah, kind of subscription fee to us. And that will assist us in bettering the show, getting better equipment, going and doing more haunted things so we can recount our own experiences. Yep, that's right. Thank you. And continue with the show. Back to your regularly scheduled program. (laughs) Okay. Um, I completely forgot, like, the title of this place. But... I'm just going to start it off. It's set in New Orleans. Cool. So, I don't know how to pronounce this name. It's a Turkish... Just go for it. Um, Prince Suleiman. Suleiman. Solomon. Solomon. Is that spelling? I can't With the little dot dot above the U. Yeah, Solomon. Solomon, cool. Um, Was a Turk whose self-indulgence knew no bounds, earning him the nickname... Sultan hmm. at 716 Dauphine or Daphne Street on the corner of Orleans Avenue in the French Avenue in New Orleans. A four story home gained the title The Palace, and in the 
1860s, rowdy partying could be heard through the walls at all hours. Damn. Padlocked front doors were protected by Turkish eunuchs wielding scimitars. Their heavy scent of incense was inhaled by passers-by whenever the door was opened. Turkish eunuchs. Wow. Yup. That's rough. Can't make this shit up, babe. Like, that's like the unsullied from Game of Thrones. <laughs> yeah. Like, they've had their balls and, well, everything cut off, right? If they're they get eunuch. castrated. Is a eunuch... Do they still have their penis? I think they still have their penis. They just don't have the balls. I don't know. Let me see. Well, generally with castration, it's just the balls. Yeah, but I feel like the eunuch. They're not doing gender reassignment surgery. No, they're not. I don't know the full technicalities behind a eunuch. I know they don't have balls. Because in Thingo, he keeps these balls on him. Ah, you're right. Yeah, fair enough. So Varys has balls. Sorry, the guy in Game of Thrones has balls. Yeah, just like he keeps them. Why is he so strange? He could go around having sex. But he doesn't have balls. They're not attached to him. Yeah, you could have sex, though. You probably wouldn't feel like having sex if you had no testosterone running through you, but... Hey, if you feel really jumpy one day and you <laughs> you want to do it. Anyways. Anyway. So the home was originally built in 1836 by Jean-Baptiste Lepreti, mm-hmm. I think, or Laprete, who owned a plantation in Plaquemines Parish. It was not uncommon for plantation owners to have homes in the city for use during the cooler months of the year. Um, sometime after the Union began occupying New Orleans um, in the Civil War, Gene experienced a cash shortage and was forced to rent out his house in the city, which led to this dude renting the house. Awesome. So, um, Suleiman Solomon claimed to be an actual sultan or former sultan of a non-specific Middle Eastern country, which he used as justification for his harems, orgies, and other unsavory behavior, which included kidnappings, kidnappings of women, girls, and boys, all presumably for the Sultan's pleasure. What the hell? The Sultan had an entourage of wives, family members, servants, and slaves, and it was rumored that his harem, which is like the domestic housekeepers or whatever, yep. Um, consisted not only of women but of young boys as well while it may be difficult to tell how much was speculation or how much was true there seemed to be some truth after a gruesome discovery one morning a neighbor noticed that the palace was unusually quiet out of place was always orgies parties shit like that there was always someone moaning there was always some noise (laughs) but it was unusually quiet and that there was blood dripping from the gallery above and oozing from the front doors oh and remember the front doors were always guarded by turkish eunuchs with padlocks wow so how tall were these doors um, I don't know, like regular doors. Okay. In my mind, I was imagining some gigantic doors. Like, no, like how is there blood? It's I know a... it's called like the palace and stuff, but yeah. it just looks like a normal right. building. It's yeah. just a normal four-story, like kind of it's a house motel-y, hotel-looking yeah. place. It's New Orleans, not the Middle East. It's not the Middle East. It's not a full-on palace. <laughs> this is not. 
<laughs> Aladdin. <laughs> no, this is not Aladdin. <laughs> um, definitely not. So the police arrived to uncover a grisly scene. Body parts were strewn about the house, which was soaked floor to ceiling with blood. Everyone was slaughtered and beheaded. Wow. Men, women, and children alike, including the guards. And there was one body not found. Upon further inspection of the grounds, they found, reaching up from the dirt in the yard, a single hand, that of the sultan, who had been buried alive. He was buried in tradition, uh, traditional Muslim funeral attire. So, like, he wasn't inside the house slaughtered with everyone. He got buried alive outside. Oh, my God. Yeah. So he got punished. He got punished. At the time, police blamed the carnage of pirates. But it is more likely that the Sultan was actually the brother of a real royal of real royalty, and he might have stolen quite a bit of his brother's money too. He fled his own country where he would have been executed, but eventually his brother's men tracked him down and, and exacted a heavy price. This is crazy. It's insane, eh? This is a crazy story. And this is why I haven't done it before, because this last paragraph is all that's left. <laughs> Okay, all good. So short. That's all right. It's a fun short it. Um, residents of the house have reported seeing the Sultan himself or other figures in Oriental garb. I say grab every time. <laughs> um, shrieking and screaming have also been reported, or the sounds of body parts hitting the floor at night. Because like people still live there. Yeah. You know, it's twenty twenty. People are going to live there. Of course. Um, there is sounds of partying. Um, that can still be heard. Strange tinkling music and the sense of the scent of incense has been reported by passersby. A fair-haired man has been seen sitting in the window, but will suddenly just disappear. Whether or not this is the young sultan, we will likely never know what he seeks. But the reports of the hauntings there continue. God, New Orleans is like so cool and like the wild fucking west. Yeah. Like, everything goes on there. Well, everything did go on there. You probably won't hear about these fucking sultan pirate orgies very much anymore. No, but that's it. That's all I've got. That's cool. I didn't go on to Cora. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I get the extra facts. The scoop. I only did this this morning. I've read it a few times, so to me it's not that exciting, but I'm sure it's exciting to others. To me, it? it's fucking cool. So yeah, could you imagine just walking by? Oh, morning, neighbor. Blood. Usually, <laughs> no you'd... party. I wouldn't even be a neighbor. Usually, they'd like wave good morning and through the doors between the eunuchs, there'd be just an orgy happening and everyone would be waving. Oh hi, Judy. While amidst penetration. <laughs> oh, hi, Lovely Judy. orgy you're having there. Yeah. I'll come by later. Can we put the kettle on? <laughs> Come over for a cuppa. <laughs> I don't know why they're English. No, yeah. <laughs> yeah, probably. Like, she'd probably have to go by sometime. I mean, there'd just be so many bodies tied together, you'd have to go by and just, like, get a fire hydrant of lube and just fucking lube them all <laughs> up so they could pull each other apart. It's a lube o'clock. <laughs> that's probably what ended up happening. They ended up just pulling each other apart. <laughs> oh, God. Anyways. But anyway. That's too much. It's pretty shitty. Pretty shitty. <laughs> but, like, why did all the servants and stuff have to die? Yeah. Well, those were the ones 
uh, indulging in the acts. Mm, true. Which are definitely be against the Quran or the... Um, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they probably didn't report back. So they had to get a good old um, punishment. Yeah. Anyways, that's all we have time for. But Belinda and I have a fun little sneak preview announcement. All right. We're making a game. We are. It has something to do with hauntings and horror and comedy. Yeah. Which is all the best of things. Just our personalities. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, it's going to be something a little interesting. And we are going to keep you in the loop as we uh, create it. We definitely probably won't try to further this on like Kickstarter or anything until Corona goes away. Yeah. But once. Fuck Corona. Yeah, but once that ship has sailed we are going to be launching some fun things hopefully i hope so so look forward to that in the future if you want to follow us on instagram or facebook or even on youtube you can it's just you, me, and a poltergeist. And if you want to support us on Patreon and give us some money to keep doing this shit, you can. It's just you, me, and a poltergeist. And everyone, please remember. Please exercise regularly. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.